I said it because nobody wants to say it, okay? What you accept is a direct reflection of your self-esteem. If people are playing with you, it's because you feel like that's what you are worth. It's not always men are trash. Why do you give the trash such a comfortable place to stay? If you operate primarily in your masculine energy, it's going to be very hard for you to feel like you deserve somebody who takes care of you because you already do not trust men. You do not trust that they have your best interest at heart. You do not trust that they will actually protect you because they have been the reason for some of your trauma, some of your worst pain that you have ever experienced in your life. A lot of people will, in, will always initially shut down the idea of femininity and what it means and certain traditional views and concepts because you are operating primarily in your masculine energy because of all of these unhealed wounds. Why don't you think you deserve loyalty? Why is that a topic of conversation for you? Why is that debatable? That should be the bare minimum. Why do you feel like that's something you accept? Why do you feel like grave offenses are just little obstacles in the road, just a little dent? Why, why do you take it that way? There's a reason for that and you need to address that because you are dating at the level of your self-esteem. But there also comes a point for some, fortunately, where you don't have to be in survival mode because you don't have the same physical circumstances. You don't have the same lack that you do. But because you have been operating in that mode for so long, mentally, you are still there, even if your finances and your external circumstances do not reflect that. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the show. I'm your host Sensi and on this podcast we talk about taking accountability of your life to become the best version of yourself. Last week I told y'all I would be talking about how as women we do things, especially date, primarily from our self-esteem at the level of our self-esteem and that is what I'm going to be talking about in today's episode. I'm going to be talking about how your self-esteem is either making you play yourself or advance yourself, right? And I'm going to go, I don't know, this might be two parts, maybe, I don't know, we'll see. But for right now, I'm going to go into how it's making you play yourself. Because I think a lot of people don't realize this. And I have been guilty of this myself. So I will be spilling all the tea in hopes that you get to see some patterns and you work on that. Okay? So the concept here, in terms of dating, is that... As women, we date at the level of our self-esteem. We date at the level of our self-esteem and our self-concept. So it is very, very, very important 
for you to have a high self-concept and self-esteem if you want the best relationship possible, right? Because, and let me say something that some people probably won't be happy with me saying, but y'all won't say it, but I will, okay? Nobody else will say it, but I will. I'm going to be very honest right now on how our thought process works in these situations. Nobody will admit it. I will say it. If you disagree, you are a liar. You are a liar. Okay? I will say it because nobody else will. This is how we tend to think when it comes to dating in terms of our self-esteem, right? With some examples, we see a lot of women on the internet talking about, you know, how they're being spoiled and taken care of and, you know, this, this guy's paying all the bills and blah, blah, blah. And there are a lot of women who are, you know, they go the 50-50 route and they tend to be very strong advocates for this route because, and I mean, I understand it because if you are doing something, you don't want people talking down on it because it makes you feel less than. It makes you feel like you are not worthy. You feel like you have to defend it because it's not just defending the concept. You are fighting for your life in these comments, trying to explain why you think 50-50 is the way to go. But I digress. The point is, here is how some people, some women, I'm talking, when I say people, I'm talking about women primarily, just a heads up. Here's how some people will think about it. If you see somebody getting spoiled, then in your mind, or let's say it's a friend and you have good intentions and you don't secretly hate that person. In your mind, the way things works is like, Oh, that's really nice that she's being spoiled. I love that for her, blah, blah, blah. Why isn't anybody spoiling me? Why, why isn't that happening, blah, blah, blah. And you may or may not have a relationship or, based, or, if, you, or if you're single, based on like your dating experiences, you consider that and think, well, why hasn't anybody done that for me? But in reality, the truth behind all of that is you don't actually think you deserve that. That's what it comes down to. You don't actually think you deserve that. You don't think you are the type of girl that gets spoiled. You don't think you look pretty enough or you don't think that you are worthy enough for the caliber of men who do these kinds of things for whatever reason. The reason is not important, right? But the reason is... It, it, it directly impacts your self-esteem and your self-concept. And your self-concept is just like the way you see yourself, if I'm not mistaken. But it directly impacts that. And because for whatever reason, you don't feel like you deserve that. You don't have a high sense of self-esteem, a self-worth, self-concept. You don't view yourself very highly. You automatically don't think that you would attract a guy who does that. You don't feel like you deserve it, so you don't feel like you'll attract one. Therefore, it's very easy for you 
to do said 50-50 route or date guys who don't do that or be in these situations constantly because you don't actually think you deserve it. So number one, you never ask. And number two, it probably wouldn't be offered because men are smarter than we give them credit for. And I'll get to that in a second. But you it, it's not offered because they can tell. Either you would like offer to, I don't know, split the bill on a first date, which I mean, what are you doing? What are you doing? Anyway, either you will offer to do stuff like that or it's you, you just don't act like you are used to that. You don't act like that's the norm for you, right? And they can tell, so they will push their limits to see how little they can give you, right? And it's all because you don't think you actually deserve that. When the way the thought process works is you will see something, you'll see a woman accepting something, a certain level of treatment, whatever. And if you feel like you are deserved that, you will be in support of it or you will cheer her on optimistically, you know, you, you, with your aspirations of finding somebody like that. But the people who usually fight it down is the people who usually have a self-esteem issue because they don't believe that they are worth it. So they have to defend what they think they are worth, right? In whatever situation. But the truth of the matter is it always comes down to thinking of whether or not I deserve the type of man who does these things. And if you don't think you deserve it, you will never ask for it. You will accept less than, you will accept what you think you deserve. And that is why it's constantly given to you. You are necessarily responsible for what comes your way, but you are responsible for what stays. And what stays is usually the people who breadcrumb you and give you even below the bare minimum. You fight for the, you fight for the bare minimum and they give you even less. It's because that is the level of your self-esteem. That's where you are at. So that's why your dating life looks like what it does. I have said many times in like my earlier episodes, like the early days, and even in real life too, I have said and given quote unquote and advice to people saying, you know, like, you know, let me take full accountability and ownership for this. There have been many times in the past where I have told people that you should focus on yourself. Why should, like, don't always... Like, stop wanting to be in a relationship so much. Focus on yourself. Take time for yourself. You need to work on yourself, blah, blah, blah. I have said this many times in the past. And in the past, years ago, when I said this, it was because of my unhealthy <laughs> perspective of men, which I will get into in a second. But I have since addressed that and resolved that. So I don't see it that way anymore. But... I will still say the same thing today, but it's for a different reason. The reason why I would ever tell you or anybody to focus on yourself instead of this strong desire to be in a relationship is because you need to make sure you are working on yourself and you are improving your self-esteem so that when you do find somebody or when you start dating, whenever there's you know activity in your life, your dating life, you will have a higher self-esteem and so you will accept better than before, right? Or the best you ever had because it's a direct reflection of your self-esteem. 
When you are operating in scarcity or desperation, I don't think people understand that 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 affects your energy, that affects how you project yourself into the world. And it's very easy to pick up on when you want to be in a relationship so bad because you act desperate. You are too, you know, you're too ready to jump into any and everything. And you don't have your, you're not using your discernment. You're not applying filters to the people you give your time to because you just want something, right? That is why I would say you focus on yourself versus trying to find a relationship, okay? The Bible says he who finds a wife, okay? Not she who finds a husband. You focus on yourself and you focus on improving your self-esteem and your self-concept, how you see yourself, how you carry yourself, what you think you deserve because when that's through the roof, so will your expectations and so will the treatment you receive. It's a direct reflection. So when I say focus on yourself, I mean focus on improving your self-esteem. Focus on improving your life because what you get would be a direct reflection in terms of dating. In terms of everything, but we're talking about like dating in this episode. So I said it because nobody wants to say it, okay? What you accept is a direct reflection of your self-esteem. If people are playing with you, it's because you feel like that's what you are worth. You feel like that's, that's normal to you for whatever reason, whether that's what you've observed growing up, that's the examples you've had, or you just, you don't feel beautiful enough, you don't feel confident enough, or you don't feel like you are established in your life enough, you, you don't feel like you have your life together enough yet, so you feel like you will accept the equal from men. But the thing is, and I, I, I realized this at a very young age, like in my teens, but I couldn't articulate it until now. I have realized that as a woman, the man you pick can either allow you to soar in life or will lead to your demise. Making the wrong decision in a man will literally lead to your demise. And we, we don't talk about this enough. That There's not enough attention that is brought to this enough for my liking. Because, and that's why I'm very slow to commit to things. Because one thing about me, if I feel like you can't do anything for me, we have nothing to talk about, right? And that is subjective because it depends on what I want and what you want, right? But picking the wrong person would lead to your demise, which is why you need to make sure your self-esteem is very high you view yourself very highly to the point where you do not feel like it is necessary to discuss the bare minimum as requirements or try to enforce the bare minimum requirements in any relationship with anybody, right? If you find yourself there, it's, there's a self-esteem issue. It's not always men are trash. Why do you give the trash such a comfortable place to stay? It's not about them. They will do what you allow them to do. You need to take accountability. That is the difference between women who get treated like royalty and women who get treated like placeholders. If you allow yourself to be somebody's long-term 10-year girlfriend 
with no ring, what makes you think that person will leave when they can reap all of the benefits of having a wife without the actual commitment? You, do, you get nothing if they die. You get nothing if anything happens to them. You are not legally entitled to anything, but you have exchanged decades, years of your life to a person who is not serious about you. And let me just say this too. Men are much smarter than we give them credit for. By we, I mean y'all. <laughs> By we, I mean y'all. Because I, 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 I came to understand this years ago. If you think a man is stupid because you ask him to do something and he did it in an incompetent way, so you feel like, oh, he's just an idiot or whatever, whatever. If you think a man is dumb because he did something wrong that you asked him to, I hate to say this to you, but you are actually the idiot because he knows exactly what to do. He's pretending like he doesn't know what to do, so you won't ask him to do it again. Men are very simple, but we complicate things because we always look at potential. We always look at what they could be. We always act delusional. We create scenarios in our head. And we try to act like things are more complicated than it is. Like, that man either likes you or he doesn't, right? If you have to ask, he doesn't. Let me give you an example. If you are dating somebody who's like very ambitious, they it's like the type of guy who works very hard, very persistent, very consistent in his work, in his career, doing very well, successful, blah, blah, blah. If that man is not exhibiting those same behaviors towards you, do you? He does not like you. If somebody is, it, in my mind, it's like, if you can be that consistent and persistent towards the things you want, but that level of interest is not reflected in how you treat me, it's simply because you do not like me, right? I am simply not the one. And that's not a reflection of me or my self-worth, right? It's simply a reflection of your interest, and if you're not interested, then it also doesn't serve me to try to change or get you to like me. I will find somebody who has a level of interest that is worth my time. It's very simple, right? We complicate things by filling in gaps. I've said this before in a previous episode. One thing about me, I do not fill in gaps. I do not fill in gaps. You need to make things very clear because I am not making assumptions so an example with that is like if somebody, let's use the same example, the, the hardworking, busy person, the guy, whatever. If that person can, I don't know, go a whole week or something, not talking to you, no communication, do not be delusional and say, oh, he's busy. He has a lot going on. If he cared about you, you would not have to be making up excuses for him. He would have been able to communicate that. He would have done things in the meantime to make up for his absence, etc., etc. Do not fill in gaps. I do not fill in gaps. I do not assume you didn't call me because you were busy. I do not assume you didn't do such and such because whatever, whatever. It's not complicated. 
we complicate things by trying to create stories and be delusional to feed our own egos, to protect our egos and to protect our self-esteem if you are the type of person who takes that type of thing personally. If you've ever listened to one of my episodes and while I was talking, you just started reflecting on your own life and thinking of how what I'm saying applies to you, then my question is why stop there? I use my experiences to help you see the process of becoming the best version of myself and to also hold you accountable to your own growth, but I can't tell you what the best version of you looks like. You should be the one to define that for yourself. So I created journals with prompts to help you with self-discovery, self-reflection, assessing your relationships, healing, and reinventing yourself. So if you want to do more than just listen to the podcast, but actually start working on your own life, then go to secludedthoughts.com slash journals. I will also leave the link in the description below. Now back to the episode. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If you take it personally, you will create these stories and excuses for him because you feel like it makes you look bad or it makes you feel less than if his actions are not what you need them to be, right? If he doesn't like you, you take that personal. That's why you need to make these excuses to protect yourself. When you don't take it personal, you don't need to make excuses. You can assess the situation for what it is, which is a waste of your time, right? That's what it comes down to. And the difference in the difference between those two perspectives is self-esteem. You see what I'm saying? Because if your self-esteem depends on how people treat you, that, that's very low vibrational. <laughs> that's very low vibrational. That's not good at all. You will take everything personally. You'll get your feelings hurt for reasons that it, it, it have nothing to do with you. But if you are secure within yourself, your self-esteem is very high, you don't take these things personal, right? You don't approach situations in terms of, does he like me? What does this mean when he said that? No, you approach it in terms of, do I like him? If you take nothing from this, one thing I want you to always think about in your dating life, whatever, something I apply is, do I like him? Instead of, does he like me? What does this mean? Or did he text me? Did he, do I like him? How do you feel about somebody who does the things he does? Is that on your list of wants or needs? 
you you better have you better have some not just what you don't want you better have a list of things you need but is that even on your does he even meet your standards does this align with the type of life you see for yourself do you agree with his vision is that something you can support it's not about whether or not they like you it's about whether or not you like them you are choosing act like it if you are not it's a self-esteem thing you cannot just be so willy-nilly like i hope somebody chooses me i hope i'm not single this time next year that is desperation and it will make you act out of desperation you will be too clingy. You will take things too personally because you are depending on outside sources for validation. That is why I say things like focus on yourself. That's what I mean. You need to work on your self-esteem, how you see yourself. You need to focus on your own life so that you attract better quality relationships of all kinds, right? And another thing I want to touch on in this, because I believe it also affects your self-esteem and how you show up especially. And I am not, let me just give this disclaimer, please. I am not no femininity guru or anything like that. What I do have is an open mind. And because I have an open mind, I was able to listen to some of the stuff I've heard about femininity objectively and assess myself and make some changes, okay? I say this because there are two reactions to the idea of femininity. You either understand it and you operate primarily in your femininity or you are working towards that in a healthy way. And so you have no issue when you hear femininity being discussed on social media in the proper, accurate, appropriate way, like what it actually is versus, you know, these buzzwords and stuff and people taking things out of context. You either on that end of the spectrum or you on the other end of the spectrum where you are a woman who operates primarily in her masculine energy and you literally want to fight me right now for even mentioning it. Or anybody who mentions it. It literally makes you want to throw up. You want to gag. You think it's stupid. You think it's pick me. You think people are lazy. You think it's a bunch of BS, right? There's usually two reactions to the idea of femininity. Now, let me just tell you, I have been on both ends of the spectrum. I used to be on the masculine side, and now I am more on the feminine side. And I am no guru, but I will tell you this from my personal perspective, okay? As somebody who operated... and and, and and this will make sense. This will tie into the self-esteem and also how you show up in dating. As somebody who used to primarily operate in my masculine energy and had no concept of femininity or the idea of it or anything like that, not saying I was not feminine in any way. I was. I just never heard of the terms, so I couldn't really differentiate. 
but I was definitely operating primarily in my masculine energy. When I first heard the, the, the talk of femininity, I thought it was all of these pygmishas talking about how to be subservient to men and put men on a pedestal and lazy, didn't want to work, um, didn't want to do anything, and you were just girly and I wasn't girly and blah, blah, blah. Everything that is not, until I started listening and I was shook. Let me tell you how operating primarily in your masculine in different areas shows up in your life when it comes to dating. In my experience, I will be honest. I will be the guinea pig, okay? I was primarily in my masculine energy because I had a toxic relationship or toxic perception of men due to many reasons. Number one, I used to think that men were useless because I did not grow up with my father in my life. And I think, I'm not no therapist, so I, you know, I'm not familiar with all these terms, but to my understanding, I think it made me develop an abandonment attachment, attachment style, avoid, avoidant attachment style, sorry. Anyway, I think it made me develop an avoidant attachment style and where I felt like I had to leave before I was left or you do anything and I'm gone, right? I, to protect myself, I had to act like men were useless and I didn't need them because I didn't have the first one that I needed, right? If that makes sense. So number one, that's number one, right? Number two, I did not grow up seeing healthy relationships with men, I saw a lot of like abuse and toxicity and infidelity and stuff like that growing up, not necessarily like in my family, like all around me, all around me, right? I saw that with multiple people. And so I felt like men were inherently evil. I'm not even joking. When I was a teenager, I thought men were inherently evil and abusive. So therefore, I did not think very highly of them. And I always felt like I had to protect myself from them because I could not trust them. Because I did not have a healthy example. See what I'm saying? I'm not saying every man I came across or observed was that way. But I'm saying the ones I observed that were bad were very bad. And it skewed everything else, right? It skewed my perception. So that's number two. Number three, I was also brought up in a very religious school, a very religious environment, very conservative country, more, more or less on the conservative side because religion is like a dominant force, right? But I also went to a private Catholic school where 
we know how religion acts towards women, right? Like the toxic version where people say you cannot do this. You, you know, if you know, you know, right? The way people use religion to manipulate and control women and what they can and can't do, that made me, that, 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 that played a part. So we have the religious impact. We have distrust of men. We have childhood trauma, right? Where I told y'all about, you know, my experiences with like sexual abuse and stuff like that. And we also have, you know, the patriarchal society. By the way, if you haven't heard of April Mason, she was the one who helped me realize how all of these areas were suppressing my femininity. And that's why I was operating primarily in my masculine energy, right? So we have religion, we have childhood trauma, we have distrust of men. And one of the big ones is being in survival mode, right? I told y'all, I, I always, I felt like I had to do a lot for myself. I had to, you know, like I was, I, I feel like I've, I've been in survival mode for more of my life than I haven't. And that makes you in a constant grind, grind, grind mode. Like you have to work, you have to get, the, you have to do what you need to do. If you don't do it, it's not going to get done. You know, that type of thing. So because I had all of that going on, and I also had a distrust of men because of my experiences and my observations and religion and all of that, I inherently did not trust them. If you do not trust men, you are going to operate primarily in your masculine energy because you don't trust them to keep you safe. So you become your own protector you feel like you have to protect yourself from the world, from everybody, etc. So it's hard to relax and be in your feminine because of that distrust for men and because of being in survival mode most of your life. Now, because of this thing, this distrust that I had, had in men, it was very hard for me to relax and let them do anything for me. Therefore, I felt like I had to do everything myself. So Back then, I had no issues with this whole conversation that people had about, you know, this all this table talk, bringing stuff to the table, whatever, whatever. A lot of the times, and I'm, I don't mean to talk about anybody, but a lot of the times when I see women talking about bringing stuff to the table and it's a lot with, to do with their careers and how much they earn, etc., I see the same pattern in them that I saw in me where I felt like, I do not trust men, so I need to be able to always take care of myself and I need to bring something financially to the table so that if anything goes wrong, I am good, I don't trust you, I don't need to depend on me and you can't screw me over like every other man in my life. You see what I'm saying? Not to say every other man has screwed me over. That hasn't been my experience, but that's what the thought process tends to be like for some people, okay? Now... If you operate primarily in your masculine energy, it's going to be very hard for you to feel like you deserve somebody who takes care of you because you already do not trust men. You do not trust that they have your best interest at heart. You do not trust that they will actually protect you because they have been the reason for some of your trauma, 
some of your worst pain that you have ever experienced in your life. So you don't trust them to protect you physically. You don't trust them to protect you emotionally. And because you've been in survival mode and you've experienced a lot of financial hardships in your life and no man has ever provided for you and your family or whatever, you also don't trust them to provide for you. So you are overworking yourself and you feel like, like even if you see women being taken care of and provided for and spoiled and have their bills paid and all of that, even if part of you, a, a very small part of you that you might not even want to acknowledge, even if a small part of you might want that just so you can relax and not have to be in survival mode and not have to be in this grind, 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 don't sleep mode. Even if a small part of you wants that, because you are so overly masculine because of your distrust in men, because of the terrible relationships you've had with them, you will always be an advocate and a proponent for bringing something financially to the table, this 50-50 thing, or even more, because you don't trust them to take care of you. So how can you ever allow a man to truly provide for you and be in your femininity if your trauma doesn't allow you to even trust them? That was my issue, right? So that's why I used to be, I had no issues with doing certain things in the past, right? I've had experiences where, I, I'm not saying I ever like paid for dates or anything. I, that's not my portion, okay? Even in all my masculinity, I was still very entitled. Not entitled, but I still always felt like, if you're going to pursue me, pursue me properly, okay? I don't have time to waste. You ask me out, why are we split? Like, if you know you cannot pay for a date, don't ask me on a date, okay? Some people have different opinions on that. I don't really care how other people feel. That's how I feel. And that's the end of that. At a bare minimum, okay? But the reason why some people, again, I'm talking about us women, the reason why some people might feel like that's a terrible thing to say or you don't want people, you don't expect people to go above and beyond for you, whatever, you don't actually trust them to do so. You have a toxic relationship slash perception. You have unhealed traumas, unhealed wounds with men that do not allow you to trust them to take care of you. So therefore, you have no issues, you know, with this table conversation. You have no issues doing certain things that don't benefit you. I'm doing my best to reserve my opinion on certain things here because that's besides the point. But that was my experience, right? And a lot of people have that experience. A lot of people will, in, will always initially shut down the idea of femininity and what it means and certain traditional views and concepts because you are operating primarily in your masculine energy because of all of these unhealed wounds. When I started to become more feminine or I, when, when I decided that I wanted to become more feminine, it wasn't let me start dressing girlier. It wasn't let me start putting on makeup. It wasn't let me sit there and allow any man to tell me what to do and, and, and do all of this stuff. It has nothing to do with all of the things I initially thought it was. 
it had everything to do with me addressing what I did, what I practically did. Maybe this might help you because I, di I didn't necessarily have guidance. I just saw an issue and I wanted to fix it because I was tired of being in survival mode. What I did, right, was I, I wrote down or took note of all of the things that I heard them say a feminine woman does or how she would cater to a man. We're thinking in terms of dating here. Hear me out. I took note of all of these things and I assessed my reaction to it. So when I heard about the letting a man lead, I almost threw up. Why did I almost throw up? Because I never had an example of good leadership by a man, right? When I heard of being provided for, I didn't have that experience in a healthy way. Or I had people who maybe held things against me, right? Or I saw it as them holding things against me when they provided for me because my ego did not want to accept me needing a man because of all of that trauma. I mean, very honest with you. So my reaction to letting a man provide for me, take care of me and spoil me was utter disgust because of that lack of trust because of prior trauma. You see where I'm going with this? If you've ever listened to one of my episodes and while I was talking, you just started reflecting on your own life and thinking of how what I'm saying applies to you, then my question is why stop there? I use my experiences to help you see the process of becoming the best version of myself and to also hold you accountable to your own growth, but I can't tell you what the best version of you looks like. You should be the one to define that for yourself. So I created journals with prompts to help you with self-discovery, self-reflection, assessing your relationships, healing, and reinventing yourself. So if you want to do more than just listen to the podcast, but actually start working on your own life, then go to secludedthoughts.com journals. I will also leave the link in the description below. Now back to the episode. It's not just about men. When you talk about your femininity, because my reaction, my initial reaction when I was in my masculine energy was to throw up. When I heard it, it was because I perceived it to do with men. And I also had to address that. That's why I, I, I listed those things a while ago with the, the um, what you call it, submitting and provision and protection and all of that. Because I assumed it was about men, I had to address why I assumed it was about men. Because some people put men at the top of your list. Everything somebody talks about, you assume it's because of a man. You need to address that. You need to address that. Because... Most of the times, men are not even in the conversation. You need to address why you keep thinking it's always about a man, right? That's a personal problem. I'm telling you, you need to address that. Because I assumed that, I went straight towards the dating advice that I heard with the femininity stuff, and I had to address why all of these things disgusted me, and it took me on a healing journey to repair the wounds that I had with men, to repair my toxic perception of men, right? 
which is why fast forward to today, I have no problem saying these things and allowing these things to happen. I have no problem being provided for. I have no problem with the idea of protection because I'm not projecting the men who did not protect me onto the men who want to. You see what I'm saying? Now, I, I, I went off on a tangent here with the, the masculinity, femininity thing because that also plays into your self-esteem and your self-concept, your self-concept really, which is how you see yourself. Sometimes the reason why you don't think you deserve a man to spoil you is because you have a poor relationship with men, you have poor examples of men in your life, and so you find it very hard to accept that. You don't think you deserve it because you didn't see anybody else deserving it or you never got it. So that's still subconsciously affecting your belief in terms of whether or not you deserve it. Just because you never got it from your father doesn't mean you don't deserve it at all. Just because your father may have been distant or, you know, I don't know, abusive or something doesn't mean that's what you deserve today. I'm saying this because, I'm, again, it ties back to your traumas. Your self-esteem is not just you putting on makeup and lipstick and thinking you can look beautiful and attract everybody. What's on the inside is what's important. It's more important than what's on the outside. What's on the outside helps because men are visual, but what's on the inside is more important because it also helps you more right? Your self-esteem and your self-concept does not just depend on how you look or anything. It depends on what's on the inside. And as a woman, a lot of that is your femininity. Me just exploring my femininity and getting more in touch with it and moving away from being primarily in my masculine energy has really boosted my self-esteem because I'm a woman and I'm acting like one now. And I'm not overstepping and overcompensating for anybody who lacks masculinity or who doesn't meet my standards. You need to address why your dating life looks like what it does. Why you keep seeing certain patterns. Why you accept it. It's all a self-esteem issue, but you need to address the root of those self-esteem issues. You need to heal those wounds. That's how you truly boost your self-esteem. It's not no physical remedy for internal wounds. That's like getting a stab wound and just putting a band-aid on it. You need to you need to you need to apply stitches. You need to treat the wound from within before you can put something topical on top of it, right? You need to address, you need to do the inner work. It's not about changing your physical appearance. Yes, that's part of it, but the inner work is more important. You need to assess why you don't think you deserve princess treatment. And be honest with yourself, okay? Because let's be real. Even when I was in even when I was operating primarily in my masculine energy, I still had this need deep down that I almost refused to acknowledge. But I still had this need of somebody coming into my life and allowing me to just kick my feet up, right? I don't have to 
have such a mental load doing everything. I don't have to figure everything out for myself. I don't have to feel like I can only depend on myself or only rely on myself for, for everything, right? We all feel that because what you tr- that, that's what you truly want. You need to address why, number one, why you might be suppressing that, why you're afraid to let that vulnerability show, and you need to address why you ke- why you don't think you deserve that why you don't think you deserve the things you want why you don't think you deserve to be provided for to be protected why don't you think you deserve loyalty why is that a topic of conversation for you why is that debatable that should be the bare minimum why do you feel like that's something you accept why do you feel like Grave offenses are just little obstacles in the road, just a little dent. Why Why do you take it that way? There's a reason for that and you need to address that because you are dating at the level of your self-esteem. If you want things to be better, it's not a matter of just leaving that person. You need to address the wounds that make you feel like it's okay to accept the bare minimum, or even less. You need to address those wounds because that's the only only way things will change. If you're on the side where you, if if you're on the spectrum where you feel like femininity is disgusting and lazy and pygmishas and all of this other stuff, I would really challenge you to just open your mind and learn more about what true femininity actually means But even with that, I also want you to pay attention to how you are predominantly in your masculine and why. Because there's always a reason why. I never, I've always told you, you don't accept things. You don't accept when people say, oh, that's just how I am. So I'm not going to allow you to say, that's just how I am. No, there are areas for improvement, okay? We definitely need our masculine energy but you should not be operating in it primarily, right, as a woman. This is very controversial. I told myself I would never talk about this on the podcast because, I don't know, when it's talked about inappropriately or incorrectly, it annoys me, but I had to say it because it was part of the reason why my self-esteem at that point in time wasn't allowing me to accept princess treatment to a certain extent. It was because of all of that trauma. It was because of all of that, you know, hustle and bustle, being in survival mode. And yes, I understand that survival mode is like you don't have a choice when you're in survival mode. I know what that feels like. I've been there. But there also comes a point for some, fortunately, where you don't have to be in survival mode because you don't have the same physical circumstances. You don't have the same lack that you do. But because you have been operating in that mode for so long, mentally, you are still there, even if your finances and your external circumstances do not reflect that. So that's why you need to address that. That is why you need to address that because you may not really have a reason to be in survival mode right now. 
because everything is going well, but it's because of those past financial traumas or whatever other traumas that you have, you are still operating that way and it makes it very hard for you to relax and allow somebody to take care of you. And that's, that's subjective. That, that, that can mean many things, okay? Interpret it how you want based on your standards, based on what you want. It might be hard for you to relax and accept that because of all of your traumas, okay? So your self-esteem is, 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 is deeper than that. There are many things that affect your self-esteem. I'm telling you to address those things because until you address it, you will always accept the same level of trash. You will never be in those relationships. And if you get the type of person who will give you what you want, you will sabotage it. You will act crazy. You will always assume the worst, you will anticipate the worst happening because that is what you are used to. If you are used to trash, you've been getting trash, it's always been trash, and you are so tired of it, you're hurt, you're praying to God to send you somebody good, and he does. And all you do is wait for something bad to happen. All you do is react inappropriately to being treated in a healthy and loving way because you don't understand it you don't know how to react to it you're not used to it and you sabotage it there's some accountability that needs to be had here okay there's account there's some accountability that needs to be taken here because you technically got what you want it was you who was unfit for it because by some miracle, you got somebody that was good to you, but unfortunately, because your self-esteem didn't match that level of treatment, you were the toxic person, you sabotaged it, and you were the villain in this story, a story that was supposed to give you a happy ending. And let me just say this too, I'm not saying just because somebody is good to you, that means they're the one for you, because being good to you should be the standard. So if somebody's not your type, that they're really not for you, but they're good to you, that doesn't mean you should automatically assume they're the one and give them everything because that should be the standard. But if you do get a good thing that you really want to pursue, there aren't any terrible red flags, and it's because your self-esteem has not matched that level of good treatment, you are sabotaging it and anticipating the worst, you need to work on yourself because unfortunately that would be a situation where you don't deserve that person and it will be nobody's fault but your own. So you need to work on your self-esteem. If you see people talking about certain types of guys or receiving certain types of treatment and you think you are not worth that, you don't deserve that, Work towards becoming the type of woman who deserves that if that's what you want. Do not immediately cancel it out because at the end of the day, that's what you're supposed to do for your goals, right? If you say you want to be, I don't know, a millionaire, you have to start acting like one. You have to start thinking like one. You need to develop the habits of one. You need to have 
the discipline like one. You need to be consistent. You need to be hardworking. You need to do the things you need to do to become a millionaire. You also need to apply the same thing to your dating life. If you want something that you feel like is out of your league right now, you need to work towards becoming the type of person where that is the standard. That is why I say focus on yourself and whatnot when people are single and they, you know. Because if you, if you act out of desperation, you will, act, you will attract predators that only want to take advantage of you because they can tell how thirsty you are. They can tell how desperate you are. They can tell that you want something so bad that you are willing to accept any and everything and they will give you even less. You will get even less. When you advocate for the bare minimum, you get even less. So don't even play yourself like that. If you feel like, it, it is my opinion, if you feel like you're at a place where you are single and you don't feel like your self-esteem will match what you actually want, you work on your self-esteem. I'm not saying don't date at all, but I'm saying there is a risk that is posed if you choose, if you don't prioritize your healing and working on your self-esteem, but you prioritize dating. The two needs to be at the very minimum in tandem. They need to go hand in hand, okay? Because it, it, it's not going to work out how you think. You will get the same person you just left in different clothing. They will look different, but it will be the same person. It might be slightly better because maybe you were tired and frustrated with the last one and you would never do that again. And so maybe there are some aspects of that that you never accept again. But there are some that you still don't think you deserve better than. And so they will show up again. Okay? Understand that your self-esteem is what's limiting you. That is all I have to say in this episode, and I will talk to you next Sunday. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.